I think the roster is good enough for the reasons you guys t- pushed, but I love to sprinkle in the little bit of universal power to, towards uh-huh, some of my picks. Uh-huh. But I'm the so. crazy one who has the insane takes. If calling upon God himself is not too crazy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't let say me, God. Let me, okay, whatever you believe in. Let me, let me defend myself quickly and actually... Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Salt Mine. We are coming at you with Season 2, Episode 1, as we get into the NACL Summer 2023. We have got ourselves some fancy new video assets, courtesy of Emma. Shout out to her. We'll link her Twitter down in the description. And we have got the full original cast back. My name is Gordo. I'm joined by Nyarko, Slayer, Bonfire, and TDS from your left to your right there. And we are going to kick things off this season with just a straight-up power ranking of all our teams. So we're going to throw it back. We've got way less teams this time around. We've shrunk down from 16 to 10. But we're going to go alphabetically down each of the teams. We're going to give our takes on where we are power ranking each of them. And we'll start off with the highest or lowest, getting to duel it out a little bit and chat about each and every one of those teams. So... Without further ado, let's get things started, boys. Let's uh, start off with AOE, who are going to be up at the top of the list. I suppose I'll give my ranking first. I have AOE at number eight. Uh, I have them at number five for me. I got high hopes. Definitely high hopes. Yeah. Um, I did not number my list. Let me go back and do that. Okay, I have AOE at eight. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I have them at nine. So, jeez. Ooh. Everyone is quite low in AOE. I have them at seven. I think I'm the second highest. Yeah, I think that does make that you would... second highest. Yeah, but nowhere near as high as Bonfire. Bonfire, you are you're the AOE truther of this no. episode. Go ahead and talk us up on AOE here a little bit. So is I I I I didn't think this was going to be my Golden Guardians take uh, of this season. If you don't know, obviously last split called GG or no Dignitas. Sorry, I called yeah. Dignitas <laughs> yeah. for uh, number one spot and then finished second. So I was pretty proud of that. I suppose this is my hot take. Uh, I have them at five. I think just looking at their roster and then what they were obviously able to do last split, um, I've got high hopes for them. I, I think that they do carry some really strong names like Concept and Breezy into this split. And uh, I don't know. I just, after seeing what they've done uh, in the last you know couple of months, I've got high hopes for the organization. And I think building a good kind of infrastructure around pretty strong players can it can bring good things. So there's not a lot of reasoning. It's not like I you know believe in somebody above everybody else but i just think that they've got a good infrastructure they've shown me good things and i think that they're a very good mid you know kind of table they're gonna do fine they're not gonna impress they're not gonna depress they're just gonna compress okay i guess do, do i do i combat i'm assuming yeah i, I, I gotta mean, be you're, the, you're the lowest on let's so. let's talk about you know uh, what maybe we should actually be running down the rosters here as we go as well in case people yeah, haven't kept sure. track with all the pokemon leaks given that uh most of these teams <laughs> haven't even announced rosters I, I guess it's worth saying right we're uh we're gonna base yeah, these yeah, all yeah. on lcs evs list because uh yeah. a good three or four of these teams have yet to announce rosters at time of recording, which is June 7th. Uh, so AOE's roster is Concept, Will, Darkwings, Lynx, and Breezy. And, and Slayer, how about you tell us why you think they're the second worst team in the league? Yeah, so, I mean, I, going off Bonfire's point, I don't really know what they've shown 
if they've shown anything uh, to be successful. I, they certainly didn't in, in spring. Uh, I definitely still have high hopes in, on Dark Wings. Uh, I thought he was one of the better mid laners. I remember back to the spring discussion we had. We talked about him as one of those dark horse mid laners among the, the you know established names that I'm sure we'll still end up getting to because they'll be down the list. But they didn't really show. They had a bit of a strong start out the gate. We felt like they might have been one of the best provisional teams, and then ended up kind of crashing and burning. I mean, they didn't even finish top eight. Uh, I'm pretty sure in spring. So you sit there and you think, all right, well, can they do some tooling onto the rosters? Uh, I don't really know how much I like some of these replacements. I really was a fan of Winnie. Um, I definitely still think Dark Wings is, is still the big bad there, but I don't think they've made any real improvements. And I don't really want to say that compared to some of these other teams with a lot more upside players that they could make a bigger jump here. So I'm going to slot them in at nine. I'm willing to be the negative Nancy that has to bite the bolt when it comes down to the punch, but I'm not just, I feel like AOE is going to kind of crash and burn. I think crash and burn is like a little strong. Like I think they're, I think a lot of these kind of middle of the pack teams are going to end up taking a fair bit of games from each other. I don't think we're going to end up with like a CLG faith, this split who ends up winning one game in the whole regular season. I think there's going to be a little bit more parity than that. I do think AOE probably ends up falling down the bottom too, though. I don't, I just don't see a lot of these players as substantial upgrades, right? I think Gamsu uh, was, you know, less than a year removed of having some time in LCS. He was, uh, you know, I think a pretty viable NACL top laner, you know, up towards the upper half. Um, I don't think concept improves on that that much. I don't consider Will to be a huge upgrade over Winnie. Uh, I'm happy to have him back. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's young NA talent. I thought his stint on 100 Thieves Academy was pretty good. Um, but, you know, I don't have him, like, blowing Winnie out of the water or anything. Uh, and I was kind of low on Breezy last split as well. I mean, he's probably a slight upgrade over Skytech. But uh, with the rest of the teams here, yeah, I just, I end up having AoE a little bit lower. And I technically feel that's kind of the biggest part that, that makes me doubt them a bit. Obviously, I'm not super low on them. Well, 7 out of 10 is kind of low on them. But... I feel like when I compare it to the rest, it's where my big doubt comes from. And I think that there are some rosters that could outperform them. They are still a, a roster that has the potential because of of the players that they did bring. But I'm not sure if I would bet on them to be above some of the teams that are on the list. Like, I think 7 is a really fair place to put them. And I do think that there's some amount of granularity between i would say the bottom three to four teams that makes me feel that a shift up from the eighth slot that i put them into the seventh slot or down to the ninth slot makes a lot of sense i do not think that they're definitively the worst team in the league though i also don't think that they're really leapfrogging up into true middle of the pack status especially given some of the rosters that we're going to talk about in the future however given the way that i have in the past navigated the lower half of the NACL. Uh, clearly, I'm not the person to go to, so uh, <laughs> keep that uh, in mind. And honestly, at this point, I'm just kind of deferring to Bonfire, frankly. If he believes in a team we're all doubting, I think that that's the one that we have to highlight. I mean, what is what did Bonfire really even do with Dignitas here, right? Oh, like, listen, they oh, they oh, may have fast. gotten second, man. They may have gotten second, but what has that done for them? You you've cursed these boys, Bonfire. Now they're all <laughs> either unemployed or playing for TSM or Dignitas, a fate worse than death. Hey, this is, yeah, that's honestly true. It, 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 it did not work out for them, man. You should you owe these guys an apology, if anything. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 I'm 
I have, you know, as Slayer has many times said, I have some pretty terrible takes. Um, but I, that also means that I have some pretty incredible takes because I really do not like taking the, 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 you know, the road most traveled. So I'm going to believe, I'm going to put my faith in AOE gold here. I really am. And I, I think it also comes down to, you guys brought up a good point earlier about like, well, the lower half of the table is really a lot more, you know, kind of of a slugfest. I don't think AOE gold jumps to top four. That's why I have them as fifth. I just think they're kind of the best of the worst. So by no means am I saying they're going to beat like the top four who, you know, we're going to go through. And I think we're going to have pretty much a consensus top four, but um, I, I do think they're the best of the worst. So I, I want to preface that. Yeah. I do think there is like uh, I think there's a firm top four. So I certainly hope yeah. we end up all agreeing on those, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to fight uh, when it comes to like fifth, sixth though with bonfire. That sounds like it's going to be fun. Let's get into mm-hmm. that. Surely top four here, though, with uh, disguised newcomers to the NACL. Uh, this roster is going to be Fake God, Tomio, Young, Meech, and Zazel. Oh, a beefed-up uh, North American-centric version of the Cloud9 Challengers roster that took the victory last split. So, should not come as too big of a surprise that I have this team at second. Yeah, I will uh, join you in their second as well. I have them at second. I got them at first, actually. I think they're taking it all yep. home. Let's go, Narco. I also have them at first. I think they're the favorites. Okay, so I'm the one that had them the lowest. It's not that low, but it's third. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so it's a podium finish across the board. Yeah. yeah. And that's very hear- fair. I yeah. want to hear what TDS says. I, you have to explain yourself with third, though, because you're kind of alone in this. Yeah, the main reasoning that I have here for third is that I think the top two are going to be stronger than any other team. And also, they have the longest time together. So I think that that's going to play so much more in favor over DSG. And I think that that may, that even though DSG has a really interesting roster and has the upside to go above third place, I feel like... The difference in time playing together and things like that, it's going to affect at the end. I'm kind of already uh, throwing myself out because I'm pretty sure you guys know which are the two longest rosters together and the ones that seem like the most exciting. <laughs> so it's pretty obvious which are going to be above them. But I think DSG has a lot of potential. And I'm really excited. Like As always, I point out to the mid laners and having a mid laner like Young that is such a star player can't really put you above a lot of the other teams. So I'm really interested in seeing how DSG ends up performing. Yeah, I, I just want to hop in. I, I, you know, I'm the structure guy. I'm the guy that likes to talk about, you know, kind of the building blocks. And um, I have DSG at second because um, I, I don't think there's any question about the talent on this roster. But if you look at DSG's Valorant team, and I hate to bring it to another, you know, <laughs> another what? video what? game. What are you doing? But it's the, it's the same situation. <laughs> it's an incredibly talented roster. They didn't win a single game. Now, I don't think that's going to happen to this team, <laughs> but I have question marks about this guy's toast and his ability to build a, you know, competitive and comprehensive esports roster that, you know, meshes well together. So now, hold I, on. How, how uh, long are we? It took, it took, what, five minutes to get to this? <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm just I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm going to kill two color casters with one stone here because I think that TDS and Bonfire must be looking at a different roster because, guys, this is three out of the five members of C9 Challengers. What do you mean they don't mesh together? If we saw C9 come back with what they have here, I would just say, yeah, that's a normal amount of adjustments or changes that you would see from a split to another split. So I don't really think there's going to be any issues with meshing, and I don't really know the extent to which uh, Toast is actually going to be influencing the team as a coach or anything like that. I think he's made it pretty clear that he's here to 
maybe save the NACL or tier two NA amateur rather than having specific stake in wanting to, you know, have league of legends itself be kind of his primary game or something like that, that he now represents, you know, and therefore given that he has golden glue as head coach, I don't really think that we're going to be seeing too many issues from the top end either. I think that it's debatable as to where they land in the top three, but the reasoning for why you guys don't have them at one kind of confuses me a bit. I'll be honest. Yeah. Just a quick, to just, no, ahead, just as quick ahead. to argue to argue with, with that particular point with Narco of the like synergy. Yes, you have three of the previous five members of CNA, but you have one of the most important synergies in League of Legends, and that's jungle support. Yep. Mid jungle is not there. Eighty yep. jungle, eighty support is not there. So you're kind of already Optimal. without the most important synergies in the game. And I would argue mid jungle is the most important out of everyone. Yes, so you're already kind of lacking there. Not like it's impossible for them to find it, but I wouldn't say that that's the synergies that I'm looking for, particularly in a team if you don't have the mid jungle even down. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I hate that I'm getting grouped in yeah. with these guys now. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I feel like I'm closer to Narco and Slayer, <laughs> oh, even though I I literally share a ranking with Bonfire. Uh, no, listen. I, I yeah, I disagree the with side. the roster building complaints. I think C9 basically built this roster for you. C9 and Riot Games collaborated to build this roster. C9 right. by building the core and Riot Games by causing the other two to be jobless. Uh, but I, I don't agree, though, that it's, like, an upgrade, right? I think Young and Meech are really green, really high ceiling, but low floor replacements to the consistency that the imports, Diplex and Lost, I think, really brought to the table. Um, I'm not even talking about MNS here. I think MNS is a totally different piece of this team that isn't probably even worth discussing that much. He wasn't there for most of the latter half. Um... So it's like, I think that they're more volatile than they were before. I think especially the the Meech-Lost difference is what I'm looking at here. I think Lost was super consistent. Lost has, like, been an all-star in NACL for his, like, whole career. Uh, was never quite able to really show it on the LCS stage, but I think when it came to NACL and Academy, he was always so dominant. Meech is, I would love to see him be good. I mean, people have been hyping this guy up for a long time. Uh, there were talks about him being the FlyQuest AD carry if, if they didn't end up getting Prince. And if... Uh, you know, I made a lot of excuses for him on CLG Challengers, but I think this is going to be the big prove-it split for him, right? I had a lot of questions about Breezy. I was willing to blame a lot of their struggles on Breezy. Uh, you're with Zazel now, buddy, so you're either a top-two bot lane or I'm off the hype train. So Breezy. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on Meech this split. Yeah, so I guess I'll take this moment to get in my uh, couple cents here since we're going around the round robin here. Uh, I, first of all, T, I, I don't have much of a problem with TDS's complaints cause, oh, uh, for go. this team. What a surprise. Uh, because <laughs> he's definitely, I definitely agree with the logic that uh, he, the, te- the two teams he has above them are uh, a lot more experienced with each other, have a lot more prep time. That's all fine. Uh, Bonfires is just complete. I don't understand the logic at all. Uh, that sounds like a TSM fan thing to say, and I'm the former TSM fan sitting here saying, oh, God, my org owner is going to take over my League of Legends roster. The difference here being that Toast didn't play for this team, take them to international <laughs> tournaments, and then you know play at a high level. This is a guy who plays League casually and is most famous on YouTube for his Among Us 1v4 clutches. All right, This is a completely different scenario. Uh, I don't think Toast has any hands-on on this team. Uh, and the thing for me is, uh, the only thing I want to add to why I have them number one, we can talk about the roster all day, what we, how we feel about it, but I am definitely a guy that's a lot more, I don't want to call it momentum in this situation, but, you know, like, 
outside, you know, like outside universal powers. I, I guess I sound like the weirdo, but the fact that all of NA is around this guy's toast, this roster wanting them to succeed, I think is just like, it's just too good of a feel good story for them not to end up at least top three, which I think three would be the floor. And number one, it just is, is really great to see like they come in, they take this spot, they go to the top. And, they, and, you know, Disguise Toast gets to save NA. So, in a way, I'm kind of willing this. I want to try and will this into the perfect scenario, the Cinderella story. I obviously have no power over it, but I think the roster is good enough for the reasons you guys pushed. But I love to sprinkle in the little bit of universal power. To, to uh -huh, some of my uh -huh. But I'm the so. crazy one who has the insane takes. If calling upon God himself is not too crazy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't let say me, God. Let me, okay, whatever you believe in. Let me, let me defend myself quickly. And actually, I'm going to even take it up a step. I'm Moving, I'm moving them back to three. I changed my rankings. Oh I talked myself out of two. <laughs> you talked yourself I, down on the I talked myself down. I talked myself down. It's not about disguised toes topping in the call and saying, hey guys, let's take Anivia mid. It's more about the infrastructure. When you're a pro player, you need to have a structure. You need to have wake up times, VOD reviews, analyst sessions. And I don't think Disguise Toast's team brings that. I don't think he's not a, you know, a company. And so I, I think I'm glad he's doing this. I'm glad he's investing in teams. And I think it's fantastic that he's bringing this talent together. And this, it's exciting. You know, I agree with that. But I think, again, if we're referencing his previous game, his Valorant team crashed and burned. And uh, that had yay on it. Ooh, it's basically like, like having Faker on a team and finishing dead last. So this guy is speculating. You're speculating on if they practice, if they wake up, if they prep without even knowing any of the ins and outs of this team or this. Yeah, they don't have a facility. Crazy. They don't like work together in person. I, I, I right. just don't agree. <laughs> That's so, very third. weird. That's very weird. Didn't te technically didn't GG also have one and then ten plays for like two splits in a row? Well. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, I, I, I actually think basically none of these orgs have facilities now. It's like all nope. remote. It's being played on the Chicago <laughs> server. So, so. I don't, we'll see. I do think that the difference between, you know, they're bringing in Golden Glue as coach now. They had uh, Revan slash Flanalista. Uh, Flanalista? I don't know how they pronounce it over in CB Law, but that yeah, guy. Uh, new TSM coach. God help his soul. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He so he was pretty good. I think he probably contributed to their success a fair bit. We'll see how Golden Glue is able to do. He's got a he's got an NACL, uh, a couple of NACL deep runs with Hundred Thieves Academy under his belt as well. We'll see how he's able to do. I think that's that's enough undisguised. I think unless anybody wants to shoehorn in one more point here, I think we can move on to Evil Genius's challengers. Now this is a roster. Everybody should be plenty familiar with on this show, especially it is Soul, Shaden, Rioma, King, and Smoothie. I will lead things off as soon as I pull up my rankings here. I have a vague idea of where they are, but I'll need to check the exact number. <laughs> I have them at number six. Okay. Six. That is... I can't tell if that's optimistic, and now I feel scared going second because I can no longer ride <laughs> second, alongside someone else Seize the by putting by the them horns. all the way at nine. So I guess at the very least, I'm there with Colomer about this. So that's something. Uh, unfortunately, he's not on the call to help me defend this position. But yeah, <laughs> I'm putting them all the way down at nine. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll just quickly, I'm with Gordo. I, I, I'm with six. With Gordo. Jeez. TDS, rock, paper, scissors. Do you want to go first or should I? I can go first. I'm, I'm okay, not. I'm go for the last one. So I'm yeah, also on six, actually. Jeez. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait. We need one more six, or this gets a little weird. 
I have it at four. I have him at fourth. Oh, oh my God! Of course. Oh, all right, all right. right. Yeah. All right. Leave the red wait, card. Wait, wait. You're. What happened Before to our consensus in... top four bonfire? I know. I know. Yeah, I know we're we're all all Can I confirm something? Do we know if King is actually going to play this year? Or I is, don't. is he I, actually going to play? I don't. I'm assuming that he I'm will, but I don't know. Well, you, you were just okay. talking about uh, this guy's Toast's entire operational workings. You sure you don't know if King is going to play or not? In this I insider? know. I'm actually the insider. I actually am LCS Eevee. Uh, I, I just wanted to come out on stream and say that. No, I I guess I have to defend. Actually, Nerico, do you want to defend first your terrible position? Then I'll defend my amazing position and we'll kind of How even it out with them. No, what? I mean, like, I, you think they're terrible. Like, you think I will, I will, I will direct everybody to the spring playoffs bracket and i want you guys to tell me what you see there because i'm seeing them getting wrecked by fear and they're getting wrecked by aoe and given that i have aoe at eighth and we thought that was a relatively acceptable position we got to put eg under them and this is a vaguely joking position as you know rosters do change but not EG, egs not changed nope aoe's did and frankly i don't think you can really even say that aoe's has changed for the worse therefore if i'm flooring them at eighth EG has to go under them because I don't really see a means by which this team is going to develop or improve with the players that they currently have. And this is less a knock to the players and more of a knock to the organization. If we're going to talk about a team who's in a really weird position from like the top down perspective, it's probably going to be EG challengers. I'm shocked that EG did not drop their challengers roster to begin with. And I guess I have to be thankful to them for that. But the fact of the matter is there's such a kind of morass swirling around this org that used to have this real brand of being champions of you know the little guys in a way and it feels like if we want to talk about like the overarching arc of the team this is one of straight up stagnation for me and therefore i think that they deserve to have a pretty low spot on the roster um i, I here i'd really quickly just like yeah, you, to, go first, uh, you go first you go first you go i just want to quickly uh, uh, apologize to all the eg fans still left out there i'm sorry that you have to understand what being a tsm fan like was like <laughs> Uh, that's that's all I really have to say in this thing, because because that's the that's the pain. <laughs> this is the pain that they're stuck for, and, and I I know Gordo uh, likes to talk about how you, they speed ran this for their fan base, but um, <laughs> it is uh, it is a very rough rough time. I, yeah, I, my logic I guess is I just don't think that EG are gonna let their roster finish ninth in NACL like. I, I I know we're in the era of like, hey, like money's not really a thing anymore for anybody in this space, but I, I guess I'm clinging to the idea that, that if they were slipping that bad again, they would try and catch themselves and I'll so, bite the bullet later if that's the truth, but that's so so like, your theory is this current roster is in fact a ninth place roster. EG's just going to blow it up if they're struggling that bad. I think this roster has the potential to be a ninth place roster, and I think I, I guess I am clinging to the idea that <laughs> that they'll save it. Listen, it's not great logic, but what logic can you really make with EG right now, right? I mean, fair. I had a pretty bad take as well. I'll be 100% honest here. Someone else help me out. Uh, can you guys hear me, by the way? We can. We can. Yeah. We got oh, you. Goodness. We got Discord noises, too. So I'm going to make. I'm gonna go in streamer mode really quick and turn those off. Sorry, everybody. Uh, but I think, we've, I think we've fixed it. I think we've got it all solved. Throwing right. pains. Yeah, also terrible Wi-Fi pains. It's listen, um, dude. It's our first episode with video assets. I think this has gone pretty well, all things considered. But true, yeah, Nyarko, yeah. come uh not Nyarko, Bonfire, come tell us how evil genies and challengers <laughs> are a top four NACL team. Yeah, one place below the skies. Um 
I was close to putting them above disguise, but I, I remembered that oh, they I wish you terrible did, last split. I remember they were terrible <laughs> I last wish split. You did. I remember they were terrible yeah. last split. That's so nice. I came to my senses. I recognize this is a hot take, but I am somebody who believes in keeping a team together and believes in believing in the process. And with Evil Geniuses, I would like to direct you towards last split and our last predictions where everyone said, Evil Geniuses is a top six team. Evil Geniuses has a great system. Evil Geniuses, yada, yada, yada. Everyone believed in Evil Geniuses, and then they had one bad split, and suddenly they're going to get relegated from the NACL. I think that this is still the players that we all know are good at League of Legends, and, you know, a couple bad months of play should not define their future in the league. And so I think that I'm going to go back to how I felt about them last split, and I'm going to say that I think that they've got an even bigger burden to shoulder, you know, obviously with the NACL going kind of tits up. But at the end of the day, uh, it, it's it, they, they are still good players, and they've had a entire split where it's been worst-case scenario to kind of recognize their weaknesses. And I hope that their strengths will shine now. So that is my argument. It's an interesting thing. Oh, yes. Oh, I just want to throw something snippy and tedious. If you have a substantive point, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, us in the business, we call that last split cold hard evidence as to how they're going to perform, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't want to, you know, color cast for you here, but I feel that that's what we have to look at in terms of the narrative of EG, unfortunately. I would love to see the comeback story in the redemption arc because at the end of the day, I support the players over any organization. And I think that they're still grinding, trying to be the best, but. It's just a tougher environment. And I know that bad environment takes put us at uh, with fear yes. at fear? last time around. But, <laughs> you know, fear uh, <laughs> didn't have any expectations prior to that uh, round. And now we're here in the summer full season later. And I just really don't have faith in this roster uh, doing much in its current state. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, because I was on the verge between, I think this team can be good. But also, this team has shown that they cannot be good. So, it's it's on the verge between the two of them that I was trying to decide. I tried to play with the nuances, the fact that they barely played with their actual roster until they, it was important. They played no games with their actual roster, actually. But, King played no uh, games. Yeah, <laughs> until until important points, uh, they played absolutely no games with their important roster. They recovered Ryoma and they looked good, but they realistically never played with King. That's why I also put the nuance that if they have their actual roster maybe they can impress and i'm also thinking about the fact that they essentially have this split to showcase themselves because not only do they have a bad split previously their future for nacl is essentially up in the air so nobody knows and they are an eg so they are essentially in jail with birdie any food about to be executed because nacl probably doesn't exist this is their last chance at somebody looking at them and saying okay we want you and this is the opportunity for them to perform. If they don't perform, guess it's getting executed. And I'm not trying to make it sound as bad as possible, but yeah, it's kind of like that. At least to me. That's why I put them at six, where they could be really good, surprise, or be really shit. And disappoint me once again. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm gearing up here to get disappointed once again, but I, I, I do kind of side with Bonfire's logic here quite a bit. Uh, is, yeah, you know, like, I'm kind of willing to give him a pass on spring. I did bring up, I, I said this on the show last season, right, that 
I think there's something to be said for, like, the mindset you get into where, you know, you start the season and you're running two subs and you're like, ah, this isn't our real team. And then you play half the split and you're still running two subs and now you're, like, losing and you're way worse than all the teams better than you. And you get Rioma and things don't really get that much better and you get a new coach and things still don't really get that much better and you're still waiting for King. He's never shown up. We've had mobility for months now like I think there's I can see how that spirals out of control and I want to contextualize that with like I still think Shaden's great like I think Shaden's on the path to LCS uh trademark I I think Rioma and King have been at the top of this level before for quite a bit of their careers I I just have faith in the players and I I'm not totally willing to write them off after one split um and they have their new coach now as well they are sticking with that that's changing coaching staff uh, and, and hopefully they have King the whole time. So I, I hope all those factors come together, and I, I think that they'll do better. I am tempering my expectations, though, with this sixth-place prediction. Like, I, I had them first last season. They're dropping down to sixth this season, even with some of the competition narrowing out around them. Well, at least this time, because of every, having so many free agents, they can technically replace anyone that will not come. So if that King doesn't come, they can replace him with someone get lost yeah <laughs> same from rioma yep. well technically have, has anyone seen king recently i haven't heard or seen anything from him <laughs> do we know concept. if king is real yeah <laughs> do we know if he's actually real has anyone seen rioma and king on the same room king, so king is a uh, it's a money laundering scheme <laughs> it's just such a weird situation but i i want to have hopes for eg so I'm not going to be the most pessimistic one on them either. So we have three six, so I think it's close enough, close enough to trying to make them be in a good positive outlook. Only Nyarko is doomsday here, so I think it's not that bad. All right, if we're we're really close to keeping this on ten minutes a team, so I say let's move on. <laughs> let's get on to nice. Cincinnati Fear, baby. I have got this team at number four. It's a good place I, to have them. I have them at four as well. I have them at six. Okay. I, I also have them at four. I another another preseason primer, and I look Let's like go, I'm just Taylor Gordo. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it looks like there is a consistent point here, and I'm siding with someone. Maybe not the majority. Well, it is the majority. I'm fourth as well. I think Peter oh. should be fourth. Oh. <laughs> you set me up, TDS. You set me up right there. <laughs> well, we, well, we agreed earlier that we all had a consensus top oh, four. Yeah, you're the one that went off the rails. If I have been able to count. Um, all right, you're the I main guess... character, Bonfire. Go ahead. Dude, another thing. <laughs> I, I, um, by the way, if I get a lot of these right, I, I deserve my respect for season three. Um, yeah, I, I have them at six simply because I can't put them higher, um, just with like a lot of my other like kind of bold predictions. I think there's a good chance they get fifth or fourth, um, but I just believe in AOE gold and EG a little bit more because um, of the reasons I brought in earlier. Dude, it um, sounds so much worse when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying it's not as it's not a fault to Cincinnati fear. Like I'm not saying that they have gotten worse in any way. I just think other teams have better reasons to be higher, I suppose. Um, I also think that Cincinnati Fear were riding. I don't remember who said it earlier, but it was like Cincinnati Fear. They had nothing to lose, right? They had everything to prove. They came in guns ablazing, yada yada yada, and they did great. 
um, they don't have that anymore. Now they have expectations. People know how they play. They scout for Cincinnati Fear. They don't just say this should be our free win. And um, I think that that's going to hurt them. I think there's a lot of teams. I actually, you know, another weird reference. DRX, for example. Um, obviously, they did lose a lot of their roster, so maybe it's not the best they comparison. Lost, they lost yeah. all their roster. Maybe, okay, maybe it's not a good no, comparison. They still have. Uh, they still have. Uh... Yeah, I guess that's the yeah right, never mind i dropped that the whole point i'm trying to make is like when a team does well when people don't expect anything of them they tend to have a bit of a fall off um just because teams start to scout for them and start to prepare and all that good stuff i think that's going to happen with cincinnati fair so that's my I just, argument i just want to say quickly bonfire was one of the people that also put them 16th last split just i saying. did I just hate Cincinnati it's a just city, apparently. It's a city. That's fair. That's the <laughs> smartest thing you've said. <laughs> That's the smartest thing you've said. Oh. Sure. All right. Uh, In which Cincinnati burns, I will once again try to rebut Bonfire. And to a degree, well, actually not TDS. TDS is siding with us for once, which is pretty sick. <laughs> um, yeah. here, here's the thing, Bonfire. As much as I respect you as an analyst and as a person... Oh boy, Jesus! I feel that you are cherry picking narratives to a degree from last split, and while I too am very much cherry picking, you can yell at me in your own time. You know what I mean? So I'm going to use this time to try to like get my head above water a little bit in regards to my takes. What I think the issue here is is that yes, there are teams that can be scouted against. There's teams that are going to fall off a little bit, but if we want to look at one of these rosters with nothing to lose that eventually was found out we could look at like wild card from the spring split or something like that who i think struggle a little bit later on once their draft once their dynamics were figured out fear on the other hand plays a pretty clean and standard game of league of legends and i don't think that the meta that we're seeing right now is going to change that fact whatsoever i think that just frankly fear is a great team with great players on them and therefore i really can't re find a way to put them below fourth I think this is definitively the gatekeeper of the top cut for me here in the NACL. Yeah. I do I do have them in the same place. I do realize I'm griefing this, by the way. I did not say the players for Cincinnati Fear. It is oh. a, it is Philip, Perry, Shochi, Minwi, and JJ. I will I'll I'll put something up on the screen when we get to each team or something to offset the fact that I'm not doing this. Uh <laughs> but to give my fear take here, I do actually really like uh the way that they ran their team last split, and I feel like they've kept that intact. I think this is like a real mid-jungle team with, with mm -hmm. Perry Shochi, like your real bread-and-butter mid-jungle-focused team. I do think the loss of Faisal hurts them. I think the Faisal for Philip trade uh, favors FlyQuest challengers. I think probably every party thinks that. Uh, I don't think that's uh I don't think anybody believes that they uh that Cincinnati Fear came out ahead there. But I do think the uh the JJ over Trevor replacement is uh is a closer upgrade as well. Um and I do think they've they've still got the pieces that got them a lot of their success previously. I you know, the loss of Faisal Hurts, that's probably why I think they're they're a they're a further down fourth. Like I don't think I, I have them slightly below the other three, where I think they could all really contend. Um, I still think fear is in that category, but they're lower than the other three. Like they're just like half a tier down. I think that's a really good way to put it. Faisal's being moved to another team, I think, is 
kind of sad and it's one of the reasons why i'm a little bit less interested in fear than i was post the first few weeks where our expectations were shattered and then i kind of got back on board with them uh in the spring split but at the same time for as good as faisal is this is surprisingly enough not one of those teams that kind of had to just play around top game after game after game which was a dynamic that we saw out of a lot of these middle to lower pack teams in the nacl i think that probably the biggest example was tl first last time around here i think that the shift in the top side of the map doesn't matter quite as much we're also in a meta i think where we aren't going to really be seeing such an overemphasization of top lane as was kind of justifiable with some of the picks that were rising uh throughout the spring split but now given the fact that we have a pretty stable bot lane once again and we have the same jungle mid duo i'm happy to say that they're once again going to not necessarily defy expectations this time but at least keep the train rolling I, I think the the point to sort of rebuttal, um, I think you made a great point there because, Narco, what you said about, because we could say, like, you could, I, I do usually entertain the argument of, oh, you know, the teams weren't prepping for a squad like this. They wrote them off. But I usually like that argument in, like, a week-to-week kind of basis thing when you look back at matches. And when we talk about Cincinnati Fear in the spring, you said it best, Narco. They, they shattered expectations, like, a couple weeks in. So a couple weeks in, fans already went okay this squad is not who we thought they were so you know teams are doing some sort of extra scouting you know bumping them up on their charts probably their scrim charts as well so i definitely think cincinnati fear is legit that's partly why i have them fourth i do agree also on the take that losing faisal obviously from a, a pure top laner like a skill position it's a downgrade to get Philip, but the one silver lining I do want to point out, and I kind of like this, is you do inject some veteran sort of presence into the Cincinnati Fear lineup with Philip. I mean, he has in fact played on every stage you can throw at him in North America. So yeah, maybe skill wise, he's he's definitely a downgrade from Faisal. I definitely think he's overall better top laner, but I do like the idea of bringing in a veteran top laner to help stabilize this team in case they go through struggles in this nacl they're able to ride out that ship and land themselves in a fourth position so i obviously agree with a lot of the takes everyone's already said but i just kind of want to throw that you know veteran Even presence addition well unfortunately not yet <laughs> i'm sure there will be some team we agree on at some there, point there will I, I also on, on that veterancy subject by the way i actually think i think the big veteran you know philip's still pretty young i think the big veteran coming into this team is jj actually JJ. true yeah like jj you could say the same thing you know he was in LCS for a little bit under FlyQuest uh, back in the day, and he's an academy veteran as well. Took some time off in spring, um, but happy to have him back. And I think, you know, like I said, I think he's an upgrade over Trevor. Uh, and I think crucially here, I do think that like Philip and uh, JJ fill the same roles that Faisal and Trevor did. I think they're going to be very similar uh role players in the team and i i think the real driving force like i said was perry and shoshi so that that's why i end up more confident on them than their uh their doppelganger that we'll get into in a little bit <laughs> and i'm glad to follow up on that because that that's kind of the main thing that i'm looking at for fear they to me at least they essentially didn't downgrade they side kind of side graded in the top lane because i do think that faisal has more upside the later on but i think that right now philip and faisal are pretty similar in terms of how they can apport to the team so i'm not going to say that it's a, a downgrade or, a, or an upgrade on either side it's pretty much an aside grade later on we'll see faisal evolve even more but i think the bot lane one is the biggest clear one and i think that because the strengths are not taken away from what fear did they're going to still be a pretty consistent team that's also the reason why i have them fourth though because i don't think that they did anything 
that could put them above the rest of the teams. And fourth is essentially the place that they ended up last split. So it's pretty much just going to be a pretty similar situation for Fear, and they are going to end in the same place as last split. Or at least that's how I see it. Yeah. Also, I, just to finish off on this team, I one thing I think is funny actually is like the the instinct to say that like uh you know uh that Faisal is like the shiny new upcomer and Philip is like the established veteran just because of how their careers have gone, right? I think that's like I think that's almost an accurate portrayal just because Philip's got all this experience. He played a split of LCS and Faisal, this is his first time on an actual LCS affiliate org uh, other than like Evil Genius's Prodigies, which was still an amateur mm -hmm. team. Um but I'm I'm pretty sure Faisal's older. Like I don't I don't know exactly how old Faisal is. I just checked the wiki. Uh he doesn't have his age on there. Um, but just knowing how young Philip is and how long Faisal's been around, I'm actually, I'm, I think Faisal's probably older. <laughs> well, that's what happens when careers are essentially five years. Like yep. one year, you're after one year, you're already a veteran, essentially. Yep. This is like that thing where, remember when LCS did Boomers versus Zoomers to open up the, the season and Revenge was on Zoomers when he's older than Contracts, who was on Boomers? Yeah. Am I allowed to editorialize on the first episode back, guys? Sure. Of I just want to say, you know, the fact that everybody's getting juked by queer span rather than actual age demonstrates that age is a myth in this game. You can play until you're 30. <laughs> I don't think it actually matters, guys. Pick veterans if you want. I, I don't know, man. Nobody gets washed. Nobody gets washed. Except for me. Fingers going to be schooling kids until he's 45. So. <laughs> exactly. True. True. All right. I think that's enough on on yield Cincinnati fear. Let's move over to the the team that they just made a big trade with, FlyQuest. I have this team at number three. I, I... keep following. I oh, and I have third. I have third. Too. Let's go, let's go, Slayer. And before <sighs> before I let it slip away from me, the roster is Faisal, Yuji, Spyrax, Masu, Winsome. <laughs> They've only changed out Philip for Faisal. That was what the awkward pause was for, by the way. We thank you, thank you, Nerko. I appreciate you leaving me the space to still fuck it up. Uh, I have fly at second though, while it's on me. I actually TDS, you go first. You always go last. I want to be nice. Yeah, to I have them. This is one of the two teams I was talking about. Second as well. Um, I have them as I sip my soup at second. Okay. All right. Some am I the lowest, or me and Slayer are the lowest, we, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Yeah, you start yeah. us off, Slayer. Uh, so this is definitely, uh, you know, I want to preface this by saying I could, I could see their ceiling as one. Um, definitely. Uh, this team is obviously already full of a lot of proven players. I, I really am a big fan of Winsome. Uh, I couldn't believe that he actually played to a point where he was rivaling, uh, for that starting support FlyQuest, uh, on their LCS team, but they also kind of pro proven, you got to prove that he kind of deserved it at points. I... It's more of a testament to how I feel about the teams above FlyQuest than I do the team as a whole. Um, I'm definitely riding high. I guess I'm, I'm riding a little too high on the NA, save the NA uh, scene thing with Toast. We've already been through that. That's kind of why I wanted to throw them up at one. And uh, the other team in front of them, I just believe in a lot more of the potency of the, the upside of some of these player, uh, other players on that squad. But I, you're, you know what you're getting with FlyQuest. That's obviously why they're three. That's why, you know, you just heard everybody on this panel sort of put them in the similar spot, and we agree. This is the most we've agreed on a team, I believe, because we're only, what, very – the variancy is between second and third place. So uh, you could you could definitely tell why. I definitely 
really like Winsome. We already talked about Faisal a lot too. I feel I thought we were going to talk about him uh, when we got here to FlyQuest. We kind of covered uh, really how we all feel about him when we were talking about Cincinnati Fears. So we don't have to go over that. For me, I just really want to see if Fly because I think FlyQuest has the potential to be the best bottom lane in the NACL with Winsome and uh, Masu. So if they can play up to that bar, they could be one. That's really the withhold for me. And uh, I guess I'll leave some of the other player breakdowns to some of the rest of you guys, because this is a five-man panel. I do want to jump in and kind of defend myself from myself. Whoa. In the past on this oh, uh, single episode, I have referenced the uh, previous bracket from the spring playoffs a few times. And while theoretically you could say, hey, Fear did in fact eliminate FlyQuest in the loser's bracket, I have a few things that I'm going to use to now draw back upon past conversations and spin them to my own favor. Uh, and you can call me a hypocrite for it if you want. Like I said, you guys got your own time to talk about it. And if you want to come for me, come for me. For me, I think that now this is a team that gets some time to settle, some time to adjust because they really didn't get to play with much of their completed roster last split. But now with Masu getting more time down bot side of the map, I think that we're in a position where they are going to mesh with the pre-existing members of Fly of fly challengers that also i think had to get their feel with like a revolving door roster throughout much of the spring split and you know how much of a ug stand i am at this point um therefore i think that given the fact that it was also a, a three to two win for fear in the playoff bracket i don't think that that is an indicator of necessarily the trajectory of what these teams are going to be like in that head-to-head -head or even in terms of relative power link rankings to one another going into this next split I think that Fly's ceiling is incredibly high. And while I could envision a world where Fear is kind of tapping out at like the second spot, um, I think that Fly has a higher ability to fly towards the very, very top of the standings like Slayer is talking about. And therefore, because of that potential, I'm putting them all the way at second, mostly because of doubts about the team that I have at third that we're eventually going to get to. And I think that that is also going to be a big discussion insider if my, not sabermetrics, but bracketology is working out well for me tracking where you guys are placing people. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Incredibly high yes, ceiling. Yes. Uh, roster changes last split, but you don't want to rely too much on the previous split as this sounds like a team that we just this is evil geniuses which you had at nine no it isn't Hold no it isn't because you, evil geniuses has no ceiling whatsoever you literally have to limbo to get into our house okay Aiden, King, these are great players we just talked about how good these players are i mean this isn't evil well, geniuses time i'm just you know you're gonna lean I, on kings showing up i'm just saying i'm saying we agreed that they had a high ceiling they just had wrong is the argument that he was just making so you know just saying but i, I, I just said i'm twisting the narrative to fit myself you know i know um, i know it, yeah yeah like definitely it could be the case that if i want to take this kind of trajectory in stride maybe it shuffles the rest of the bracket around a little bit I'm looking at the Evil Geniuses spot. I'm looking back at AoE. I'm looking at some of these other teams that I have ranked slightly above them. Maybe I could bump them up one or two, but we're past the point I was we're talking about Evil Geniuses. <laughs> Therefore, know, yeah. I'm going to defend myself and uh, withdraw myself from that conversation, Bonfire. I got to talk about Flight well, You're right. It's um, also, I, I do want to quickly interject where the organizations are at in like 
<laughs> right now, Evil Geniuses versus FlyQuest is is uh, is it's also like a league the, reference here. The teams the, have the five sky... different players on them too. That's I think a big difference. I was yeah, just yeah. pointing out some general themes, but you're right. You can argue it. I agree. Um, I was gonna say for FlyQuest, I had them at two. We gotta talk about FlyQuest. I I had them at two. It's a quick point. It's pretty much the same Narco point, which is great ceiling, good team. I mean, honestly, Slayer said the same thing. Like, this is just, I think, probably one of the most consistent takes you're going to get. That's why we have them so close, because it's just, it's a good team. And I like the Faisal pickup, so I think they'd get bumped a little higher than DSG in my eyes. But good team. No arguments there. I feel like this is going to become the 100 Thieves of Ring. Just just oh. as a side feeling. Not because I don't believe in them. I put them in second for a reason. But the same happened with 100 Thieves. And we saw how... Not necessarily it exploded, but how difficult it was for them to find their stride. I still think that FlyQuest, like Nierko was saying, has one of the highest ceilings. Not necessarily thinking that they can take first place, because the number one team for me has a, like, ha is going to be the one that is going to take it all. But FlyQuest certainly has a lot in their favor to try and play around. I think mechanically they probably have one of the most stacked if not the most stacked roster just mechanically talking i think masu was one of the being absolutely like the biggest or one of the strongest stars to come through yeah and he took a bit of time before he finally came through but then he was able to perform and i think that now after that kind of adaptation split he's going to perform really really well like we didn't even take into account the fact that that was the first split for a, a good amount of players on the fly quest roster and they still were able to perform really well. So now that they are going to come into a second split, I probably see them performing to a much better degree. And I also find it funny, by the way, that we were hoping to see Masu on the uh, with the rest of the FlyQuest squad being able to play on live, and then it's going to be back to online again after he was suffering from that all split long. Yeah, but he's going to play online now, like, I assume on, like, human ping, like, where he can really play the game Hopefully. as opposed to the, the triple digits he was going for there for a little while. Um... Yeah, I mean, I agree with most of what everybody else has said. I will say that what separates FlyQuest to me from the other top, th top three teams, um, and even, like, what made me consider almost putting them underneath fear, uh, is, is Spyrax. I think Spyrax is not at the level of the mid laners on the other contenders. Um, you know, he's coming into his fourth split now. And while I think he's developed good synergy with Yuji, he hasn't really individually blown me away since he was an amateur on Maryville, frankly. And uh, so I, I would want to see a big step up from him before I would be predicting this to be the best team in a vacuum. Um, like I said, though, I still think they have room to contend for sure. And uh, yeah, they're, they're going to universally be considered one of the top teams, no doubt. Uh, the last thing I want to just throw in here, because I'm sure we're close to our time, is uh, I will happily be wrong if they get first, because the true savior of North America will is and will always be Papa Smithy. So if a Papa Smithy-backed team to sure. succeed, it makes me happy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's move on. Let's get into Maryville University, our first collegiate NACL team. They are coming in with the same roster that they just lost Seawall Finals with. That is going to be Niles, Odd Orange, Get Back, Scary Jerry, and Zyko. I have this team at number seven. I, too, have them at number seven. But, you know me, I love to root for the underdog. And this is the team I'm putting my uh, cart behind, as it were. I'm kind of sad we didn't get to rep our teams at the very beginning of the episode because I wanted to shout these guys out. Um, 
Perhaps it's uh, defending me from the fact that, you know, people are going to come at me for still believing in them, saying it was going to be Bearville 3 and Seal All Finals, and we didn't get that. So hiding it deeper into the episode may be healthy. It's defending um, everyone else from a three-hour episode. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, I have them at eight. Oof. Um, I have them sitting at five. Oh. I'm oh, TDS. Oh, TDS. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, E10? Holy. <laughs> Wait. Oh, TD. All right, well. <laughs> you're rolling roll it out, boys. You're rolling it out, TDS. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You, you put double digits on this team. I, I didn't want to. I was one of the teams that uh, one of the persons that was rooting so hard for the teams that were coming through the qualifiers. But the issue that I have with this team is one that it's faced by. Well, I don't know how it's going to work in the future, but at least as of now, by any university team, and it's that they are forced to play with the same five players. And I don't think this roster has the upside that all the other rosters have. Because even though they are not necessarily bad, I don't think that they are going to be able to play against the rest of the rosters, especially with the changes that some of the rosters made. That's my main fear. Like they, there's typically you want to see at least one change as an upswing, but there's no change at all. It's just the same five players. And as it was shown in the CLO Grand Finals and also to a certain degree in the qualifiers, they have clear weaknesses that can be exploited and i don't think their players are the most mechanical players either so now they are going to go against players that can go above them or be equal to a certain degree in the nacl i think that they are going to be to be taking quite a big hit so i'm kind of sad for that but i don't see a lot of like upside for that for maryville so I guess I, I will defend my spot now because I, I will quickly label this um, as my hot, hottest take. I mean, I, I think this is harder than saying DSG won, especially considering where all you guys oh, placed yeah. DSG across the board. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm kind of just leaning on the idea that this is one, the collegiate lol, lol scene's time to shine. I think this is, you know, the, the main goal for Maryville, especially, I, obviously they want to win CLOL right in the right arena. But I think this is really what was on the minds of a lot of these players. And I also want to point out, I had them seventh until they lost the finals. So I'm running with the narrative that this is also a bit of a revenge tour to put themselves back mm. on the map. I do want to preface by saying, TDS, as why you very wise man, especially when it comes to league, all your points are very, very valid. I there's there are very clear weaknesses on this team. I just think that compared to some of these other amateur rosters and the fact that EG is crumbling as an organization, the backing behind these guys as a five, as a synergy, we've already talked about how we like teams that have that synergy uh, to bump up other squads. I think all that mixing together will put them at five. Are they the most mechanical? Are they the best mechanical roster? No. Are they arguably mechanically worse than maybe who I have at six, like EG Challengers, if we're just playing mechanics? Very obviously they're worse. But do they have the backing of an entire university, the funding of that university, the fact that they've played together for so long, and the fact that they couldn't bring home the trophy in LA? They do have a lot of that going for them, and I think that's what could very well propel them. On top of the idea that I don't think a lot of people think have great expectations for them. So in, in essence, I'm kind of labeling these guys the Cincinnati fear of the summer split. 
just as a quick uh, as a quick thing as well by the way just to preface some of uh something with this it's i've never been a believer of the collegiate like system in league of legends so just to add on top of that that, that also oh goes boy here it. we go just to be clear we <laughs> well, i'm also yeah, a collegiate I'm hater uh no, I'm not going to go deeper. It's just I like I've never been a part of that system, so I'm not like that. I'm not a huge believer of that system. Extra sure. point: I'm not from America, so I don't like necessarily <laughs> go into the ideas of there. That's why I'm also not hugely pushing for it. But I can see the the other side that you're bringing, Slayer. Um, uh, yeah, I I also sorry, but I really quickly I have seen a lot like how the upturn in bonfire talking this dude the upswing around collegiate backing for esports uh, i mean at least all, like the university we attend like quite literally we just attended still so yeah, say that loud uh we, we didn't graduate by the way didn't drop out congrats guys <laughs> yeah drop out uh, <laughs> uh, make tsm like, your full-time job <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah. like the university we just graduated from is pushing a major in esports so like just from our local index like i know money's not great in in league of legends right now or a lot of esports but the one place it does seem to be getting better is some of these universities in america are starting to buy more and more into the idea of backing these teams so that's partly why i like maryville more is because my perception of it is a lot different than one of tds's um, I'll go quickly, just because I don't think this is my fight. Uh, this is not my hill to die on. This is between TDS and Slayer, and my points are just a lot more like nuanced and in between. Um, so <laughs> it's just like it's just it. They're not as interesting as like going all in or all out on someone. So I'll just say I believe in a lot of what TDS has to say. Mechanically, these guys aren't great. They just lost to a team that's not even in this league um, in pretty bad fashion. So I just. How does that make you supposed to make you feel about them? But also, they don't have a lot of the controversy that surrounds them as other teams. And I think a lot of them mesh well together and could probably like play together in their sleep. So that that's got to count for something. So that's why I have them at eight. I don't think they're a good team, but I don't think they're the worst team. Again, not really interesting to talk too much in depth about. Yeah, pretty much echoing those points. I do. I think they're really well coached and well organized, and that's why I bring them up to number seven over some of the teams that I think are going to be a little bit more haphazard and and have potential to to fall apart. Like I don't think I don't think they have like a full on collapse scenario that I think plenty of other teams uh, do uh, bring a risk of to the table. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, it, it, plenty of teams do actually i think a sizable mm -hmm. amount of these teams do bring like a total collapse risk to the table i don't think there's any risk of that with maryville um but i do think they're lacking a bit in firepower and um you know that's gonna be the issue yeah, i think yeah. it, especially like historically right you look at maryville when maryville has the firepower they've always gotten picked up by challenger teams right that's there's three generations of maryville mid in this league spyrax and apa still playing in here too and it's like get ba get back is the one who hasn't gotten picked up right um and while he's been very talented and a big focal point of this team you know i i think he's the real example where it's like get pack is like a world beater in collegiate i think he's like seventh eighth best mid in this league and i, I think that's where the struggle comes in so as someone who has probably watched more Maryville than anyone else here, just by virtue of covering them throughout the entirety of the CLL season and their NACL run and some of the CLL top 32 bracket, what I will say is that my believer take is putting them at seven. And this is someone who loves the team and genuinely has faith in them. 
Slayer, I love your optimism. I'm honestly so glad that I have someone else who's really on board with the collegiate side of League of Legends esports in general, um, being back on broadcast for the Salt Mine. But for me, Bearville does occasionally have their ceiling exposed in hard-pressed series like what we saw for CLO Finals. And I think that there are some weaknesses that come through during laning phase that will keep them from really kind of steamrolling people, which honestly is where they have the most experience. The problem with the current dynamic of Collegiate League of Legends is that so much of their quote-unquote practice in tournaments outside of the realm of riot sanction events for the NACL or CLOL, and even like for the vast majority of the CLOL uh, regular season, they were absolutely rolling people and that's how they know how to play all the losses that they had prior to top 32 in the CLL bracket came in the form of them just goofing off playing wild stuff they played a lilia support game at my request uh, in the middle of CLL. so make that what you will right um i'm afraid that now that you have a very consistent stream of very difficult matches that they're going to have to face off against, they will struggle to break like a 50% win rate. But there are still teams that I genuinely think that if they get ahead on, they will be able to completely roll. And that's why I have them sitting above even AoE, who I think is going to be one of the ones that they actually go neck and neck with and go deep on a lot of series with. But I could see Supernova EG to a degree absolutely collapsing due to the strength that Merrillville does have, which is when get back manages to pop off and when they're able to get really scrappy late games, um, there is actually some amount of comeback potential against some of the higher ranked teams as well there. So with all those dynamics in mind, um, I'm going to put all my weight behind them, but I really cannot shove them above seventh, unfortunately. Couldn't let Bonfire have all the crazy hot takes. I, I, I had to save them, all right? I had to join the verse. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love all it, right. man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on there. Our next up team is Supernova. Uh, as a little disclaimer, I guess I am technically employed by part of Supernova now. I do collegiate ops for the Veracity Supernova thing uh, merger. So I don't know. I have nothing to do with the competitive side. So I get to come into this unbiased uh, when I say <laughs> the roster is Quacker, Music, Robbie Bob, Sketch, and Trevor. And I'm putting this team ninth. 10th 10th bonfire <laughs> gordo's affiliation bumps them up one slot up yeah. <laughs> maybe it does how we know he's really biased <laughs> tds bail me out i didn't hear nyarko i didn't hear nyarko sorry nyarko are you telling oh me? i put them at uh 10th sorry i don't right, know well, was that tds already said his 10th so i know tds has got me yeah like um i'm above that uh, yeah, it's nine. I was just making right. sure because I wasn't hundred percent sure. Well, this is the second. This is also tied Yeet. for the most consensus ranking because I think yeah. well, the other one we had three threes and two twos or whatever yep. for uh, fly. Yep. Yeah, I, I guess I'll I'll lead it off as the the supernova truther here. Um, this is not going to sound like high praise, but this team reminds me a lot of Team Liquid first. Uh, they, oh, oh. like, they're, uh, I feel like this team is just going to go top lane every game. This is going to be like the Music and Quacker show. Um, I am a big believer in both Music and Quacker. I think Quacker really impressed me in his time uh, since coming out of retirement. Um, he came out and he played on CCG in uh, the second OQ. Looked very good there. And uh, then he subbed in for AoE in the promotion tournament, and it looked very good there as well, taking down Maryville along with that roster. Um, 
And, you know, he's been very vocal on Twitter that, like, you know, this is... He played collegiate before that for Illinois. Uh, this is kind of going to be his first split where he's, like, really full-time, all-in League of Legends. Um, and I'm really excited to see what that produces because he's been a very impressive player to me, uh, especially since he's come back from his retirement. He looks better than he did back on the wildcard days. Um, and then Music, uh, fresh out of the ERLs, uh, gets to be a North American talent by virtue of his location of birth. Uh, good for him. And uh, I, I think he looked really good with Rock Bottom in his last split there, and I'm excited to see what Music is going to be able to get done there. The rest of the team I'm a lot less excited on. I think Trevor talked me up a little bit in um, last split in his time on Fear. I think he looked very good there. Uh, I I don't know if he's played with Sketch before. I feel like he has, but maybe he hasn't. Um, regardless, though, I think he's he's propped up quite a few 80 carries in his time. I think he'll he'll be the same Trevor. Uh, Robbie Bob really struggled in his time on Evil Geniuses. Yeah. Um, but I want to see, I mean, I think his bread and butter, his his best position at this level has always been playing the supportive champions, the Galios, the Lissandras, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'd like to see him play that and go and camp uh, Quacker along with Music. And I, I think that'll get them some wins there and that puts them above my 10th place team. So Sketch re Re-roll swapped, yes. Re-roll re swapped. This is like his fourth roll swap this year, correct. Like, so that that I, I wasn't I wasn't even counting on that. By the way, I already thought they were not going to press. Now that just surprised a bit a bit more. But at the same time, like my reasoning goes with the same. Like why I didn't put Maribel above them is the same reasoning why I'm putting them here. I think they are a more mechanical team. That means that there's going to be better opportunities for them to find wins without depending on teams being just being bad at macro things like that like they are just going to be able to play with that i think quacker like gordo was pointing out is going to be one of the main points of this team and i think also uh, and there's one violation that i almost always put for a team i it depends a ton on what the mid laner is capable of doing and i think robbie bob is going to have a bit more impact than what get back is going to be able to cat to have as an impact in the whole NECL. so i think that's going to impact quite a bit and that's why i put them at nine Still don't have a lot of hope for this team, obviously, and I think they lost their best player as well. So I'm going. I'm not going to think that they probably are going to be the best performing team at all. But I certainly will put them above Maryville, and I think they can try and steal a win here and there. Yeah. Maybe we see the one, the one, the one for one scenario that we saw with CLG Faith and and TL first. The last split, they both just take wins again against each other, and then they don't win against anyone else. Yeah. Um, again, not really an interesting point from Bonfire here. It, it, it's just I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to dogpile these four or five guys who are you know trying to live out their dream. But yeah, I just don't think they're. I don't think they have the synergy. I don't think they have the team play. I think they're going to be the worst team in the league. And um, I'm hoping I'm wrong, just because I feel bad. I don't want to put anybody tenth. That feels terrible. These are guys just trying to live out their dreams. But I just don't think that they have it. So sorry. Yeah. I do think it is also worth pointing out this was the like because of the merger with veracity and everything and this is not speaking as an insider this is public information uh the this team was like the last one to come together in this offseason and i think it shows uh you yeah. know i think they kind of yeah. had the leftovers to uh to put together here and again no bm to the players here i just think this exact iteration this exact combination of five not going to be very high on my list so the only thing I, I mean, you guys have made most of my points for me here. Uh, the only thing I, I'd want to say is 
I want to make sure I'm correct on this. This is the only team. Is this the only team that got promoted that did not retain a single player from the roster that got them here? Or is yeah, that I mean, technically only Maryville and Supernova got promoted. Uh, the others okay. got freebies, and AOE is a yep. returning team. So, but yeah, it's it's pretty clear the the roster consistency rule appears to have been suspended for this split. Um, which, you yeah. know, people have takes on both sides of. I, I kind of think it's fair, because otherwise a lot of these academy guys would have been gatekept out of the league just because they're yeah. better academy teams disbanded. Uh, I also think if you forced Supernova to play with the roster they qualified with, this team would be way harder 10th. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I do also want to preface, because I know I've seen a lot of, a lot of things on Twitter, that, like Supernova... Like Supernova 05, they're qualifier players, LOL. Like they're just, they're kind of getting memed a little bit for it. Uh, obviously, one, Gordo's point, that team compared to this one would be night and day. But also, we got to factor in the whole thing. Um, the fact that it wasn't made known that these teams were going to get stipends uh, of 300K until pretty late. So I'm assuming like some of those, that roster they made promotion. Once all of this stuff started crumbling, the team's like, "Yeah, guys, we're not really gonna be able to like <laughs> fund you to play with play here and uh, and that breakup." So there's a lot of murkiness that comes behind it. Don't I, I'm trying to make sure they don't get dogpiled for scrapping all five of those players because there was so much chaos in this off season. Um, but yeah, back to your guys's point. I, I I think the thing that rings true is Gorda was talking about when talking about Maryville. He's like, uh, he said something along the lines of, I don't think that the Maryville, Maryville has a support system to not completely collapse if they struggle or something like that. This is the team where I already have, like, I'm hovering, you know how, like, most fire alarm, like, some of the, like, fire alarm <laughs> buttons, they have, like, the, uh, you have to, like, pull a lever first before you can actually pull it down. It's, like, the prep thing. Or how, like, on an airplane, you have to Break move glass. a lever. You have to, or like, yeah, break glass. So I've already broken the glass on Supernova. I'm just hovering over the button. Uh, I I am very fearful for a lot of the reasons you guys made that this team could c collapse very early on. And as much as we, and we've already seen the whole, because I remember last time we were doing pre, we were doing these preseason primers, we talked about how strong top lane was and how we, a decent amount of us leaned on ratings of how good the top laners were on certain teams and how they could lean on them. That was, and we saw what happened with uh, leaning on top lane play. And that was when top lane was arguably the strongest lane. It's uh, definitely a lot more balanced now. And if you're going to try and do that again, all I have to say is good luck, Supernova. Enjoy 10th place. It really does feel like the difference between 9th and 10th place is how much faith people have in Quacker. Gordo and I were talking, I believe, yesterday about this a little bit. And he was saying, I'm putting Quacker above Lunasia. I'm putting Quacker near the top of the pack for top laners. And, you know, I don't want to take... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Players. I am putting him above Lunasia. I'm not putting him near the top of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you say? Middle of the pack? <laughs> I have him at 7th. I have all my player okay. rankings right in front of me. I have him at 7th. Okay, never mind. That is not top of the pack. Never mind. Um... <laughs> So I, somehow you've been left less faith in that because <laughs> I haven't really had Quacker proven to me. I haven't watched enough footage and stuff like that. And, you know, it could be a Faisal situation where I get completely dunked on on that front. But if we're splitting hairs, then where it's is Quacker the seventh best or the ninth or tenth best top laner in the league, then I think it's pretty justifiable to put Supernova at tenth. Uh, given that they are going to be having to ride on that lane pretty hard. I really hope that I'm wrong, though. I would like to just see EG completely collapse and fall out the bottom of this, because it also means now Sketch is not going to be on the worst team two seasons running. Uh, if Sketch, yet again, gets relegated, I'm going to cry. 
He might just not be as good as you think. <laughs> it isn't I don't even think Sketch is good. I just like Sketch because I liked CLG Faith. And he's like one of the few remaining people from CLG Faith that has a presence here in the uh, NACL. But wouldn't that be the reason why he's role swapping so much? Because he, he was just doing everything he can to stay. And to in the be league. fair, he, he intended to play support the whole spring split. That was like a, a, a victim of circumstance there when they yeah. uh, ended up needing to make that swap. But yeah, I mean, it's rough. It's yeah. rough out there. Yeah, yeah. CLG no longer exists, so we don't need to talk about that. Thank And with that, I suppose we can move on past uh, past Supernova here. Our next team is Team Fish Taco. This roster is Lunasia, Rosethorn, Onat, Spawn, and NXI roll swapping down there into support. Uh, this is my 10th place team. I have this team at 10th. Ooh. I yeah. have them at 9th. Sorry, Slayer. No, no, you're fine. I, I have them at 8th. I guess I'm the believer of TFT because I have them all the way up at 6th. Whoa. Ooh. Interesting, Yarko, because you're not the only one. I have them at five. Whoa, let's go, baby! Also, right, what we'll the hell? <laughs> let's go, baby! I'm just gonna sit back on this one, folks. You guys have fun. Right. <laughs> Even higher in them. So TDS here's the thing with, me, with this team. I think first of all, I think they are above the clear ones like Maribel, Supernova, and I I was thinking which teams I could like they could have the potential to go against, and I think this roster is. Pretty wild card in a lot of sense. I think they have a lot of potential with some of their players. I won't go against like some of the perceptions of some of the players. Like Lunasia is one that I'm still trying to wrap my hand around because sometimes it looks like he's going to be really good, but then sometimes he's going to be really shit. There's a meme about that. So it's kind of like that logic that Gattuso brought forward. And I think I shared it with Lunasia, but I think he has potential to try and move forward. But my main points are going to be, for what I support so much esteem, the jungle, the mid, and the AD carry. I think those three players are good, and they can perform to a really good enough level, and they are going to bring forward or bring up TFT. I think Spawn didn't get the, the not the respect, but the credit that he deserved on his time in Dignitas. I think that even when he was brought down, he was still able to perform to a certain degree with the team, and I think that... He is going to be one of the better AD carries overall, so he should not have that much of a problem in terms of the league. And I think Rosetern had a really good upswing in the in the previous split, bringing forth a lot of what made GG good to a certain degree. And I think him with Young did a really good amount of, of job to try and make GG be a competitive team. And then my biggest like hope for the the overall split is with Onat because I think that he's one of the mid laners that not only I have a high hope for, like last split I had it with APA, I think this time is with Onat where I see him going to, going to be a mid laner that is going to contest with the top mid laners. Like I think he was the best player in Supernova and I feel like he's going to be able to perform here with TFT. And I'm, I'm betting a lot on, on Onat, like I think he's one of the, he's going to be a really, really great mid laner overall. Now, NXI is one is a wild card, but it's support. It's support. Yeah. Yeah. So All right, I guess CDS. I'm gonna just. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna boost the other you before Gordo, Gordo could get in here, and then Yukas, right? Um. So I'm not only an Onat believer, but I'm also a Lunasia believer, and I am a huge Rosethorn fan. 
Yuji and Rosethorn are the two players that I kind of liked before the last split of the NACL, and then I became huge fans of through their play. Uh, Rosethorn, I think, was the glue that held Golden Guardians together, kept them from being the predicted claps that I had in our last power rankings, I believe. And I think that we collectively agreed that this team was kind of like running it down. Um, but Rosethorn kept them above water and honestly they kind of impressed especially during the playoffs nxi roll swiping roll swapping over to support is going to allow for me to bring back my point that support at the end of the day unfortunately just doesn't matter that much as long as someone else is taking on shot calling burdens which i think it's probably going to be the case for tft as a whole and i think that therefore they have a stable bot lane you have a top lane that i feel like a lot of people are down on but honestly has already proven themselves with a solid track record of at least being middle of the pack middle band and then you have onat mid who i think can really flip everything on its head and with that in mind i still don't have them insanely high but i do think that they are going to be able to outstrip the likes of eg and supernova aoe's a little bit up in the air alongside maraville but i do think that the ceiling for tft is going to be higher given how much of a known quantity maraville is yep here comes so, the bad man. Yeah, I, I, I don't, know. I don't think I'm going to be... I'm actually not going to come and dump on you guys that hard. I think... Like, oh, I agree I with actually a lot of what TDS said, <laughs> that all these players are, I think, kind of wild cards. I think the only one I come in confident in is Rose Thorn. Um, I do agree with Nyarko there. I think Rose Thorn is perma-underrated in this community. I don't actually even know why. I think he's looked very good uh, at the academy level the whole time he's been here. I think CLG Rose Thorn was great until he got randomly benched. I think Golden Guardians Rose Thorn was very good um until the team disbanded and i expect tft rose thorn will be solid as well uh everybody else i have huge question marks about though i think lunasia is probably the second highest for me i he's probably the only player out of the 20 that played on the bottom three nacl teams last split where i actually come out with a higher opinion of him than i started with i think everybody else is dropping lower and lower uh, Lunasia, I think, impressed me. Um, I would like to see him continue to get better, although I still think, you know, he's got quite a ways to go before he's going to be, like, a top, top talent, uh, or even, like, a mid-tier talent. Um, and then the rest of them are where I really start to have questions, right? Uh, Onat in mid, um, I, th I, he had a great breakout split in amateur last split after a couple of splits of being, like, middle-tier in amateur, and I think, like, having a breakout split in amateur and, like, then turning that straight around into a breakout split in NACL it would be unexpected for me. I think he's going to take some time to adjust at this level, uh, and I'm going to start him near the bottom and hope to be proved wrong. Uh, granted, I did do this with APA last split as well, and then I was wrong and TDS was right. So we'll see if they run that back. Um, and then spawn NXI bot lane, I'm actually very concerned about. Um, if there's anything I learned last split watching spawn play in LCS and then watching him come down to NACL, it's that he's very uh, confidence-driven, I would say. Like, he seems to really need, um, you know, to feel uh, empowered in that bottom lane. I don't know if it's his support. I don't know if it's the team around him. You know, I, not, not like I know the guy personally. Um, but he definitely has had some, some high highs and some low lows. And I think pairing him up with a freshly roll-swapped support, given what we saw from him with uh, a team that wasn't gelling and a team that was gelling last split just feels like a recipe for disaster to me. I'm very concerned about spawn and XI bot lane. Um, and I do think bot and mid are, are really, really important to be successful on in this meta. So yeah, I, I just end up putting them down at 10th. I think there's too many question marks. And if I may make a call here, we can clip this for the future. Uh, I think TFT is like my candidate for 
team that picks up a player or two after OQ1 and, and makes uh, makes some roster changes here. I think there's no way all five of these guys end up being, like, really, really good. I just I just don't think that's going to happen. I... Well, you have nine choices, right? Because Maryville technically can't. <laughs> they can. They just have to get them to enroll at Maryville University. Yeah, exactly. so you, you just have nine choices out of the out of all the teams. Well, also like uh, C-Law rules don't apply. It's t- I don't think it'll ever happen because I feel like this is not the kind of uh, org that Maryville runs. I think Clerky uh, would want to keep the rules in touch, it like singular. So I don't think Clerky would yeah. do this. But I think technically. Like, they're not bound by C-Law rules. So, Maryville could have their collegiate team, and then Maryville, the NACL spot, could get players who don't attend Maryville University. I don't think okay. I don't think Riot would do anything about that. I don't think that's against any rules. Also, it's, it's summer, not spring. So, technically, it'd be a lot easier to get players to break. enroll to Maryville. Uh, true, true. Right. Uh, just do summer classes, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I have this anal, uh, analogy that I've been building this whole, whole time. I've been listening to everyone talk, and it's like, I don't know if you've ever gone on Instagram, and then there's this video of some guy who's like, I just made pizza, tater tot, chicken wing, french fries, and it's like all these amazing foods that everyone likes, but it's all together, and you're like, oh my god, I'm going to need fucking Pepto-Bismol after that. Um, that's basically what this team good. is for me. That, that That's what this team is. It's just... So many good things that will not work well together. And uh, that's why I have them in ninth, because I think it's going to be five individual players and it's going to be like, it's going to be like your, your uh, comp games. It's going to be like, Hey, can I get a gank? And it's like, no, I need the jungler here. And it's like, why is my support roaming? And it's, I just don't think these five players are going to play well together. So that's my argument. Both of you to assume that the role swap jungler is going to yeah. leave lane. <laughs> <laughs> Bold assumption there. <laughs> um, I guess as the as as the happy uh, median here, I, I believe I did my numbers right. Yeah. Um, I, I I do want the one takeaway I want to make sure everybody have, and I'm very happy that that we've taken away from this is we have somebody on this panel putting TFT five and someone putting them dead last, but we all agree that Rose Thorn deserves his yes. pun intended roses because he uh, is much better than a lot of people have held to him i'm glad that we've all come to that decision and gordo made that point because i do think the reason why they're eighth for me is i think rose thorn is um you know a top half jungler potentially uh in this challengers league split so that's why they kind of bumped up to eighth and i am definitely the guy that uh, likes to make the point that jungle has the highest variancy on a team at all has the most Im- aka impact in a way uh, that can be taken as bad or good impact, and I think in this sense it will be good, so they can move up to eighth. Uh, the other point that I, the reason though they're also eighth though is because of what also Gordo brought up. I'm very very scared of this bottom lane because I think Spawn when he looked good last, you know the the spurts of greatness he showed last time, it was in a bot lane meta where it was really strong, and now we've seen it balance out a bit more, and the role swap is going to be really intriguing. Bold of you to assume that the uh, role swap jungler to support would roam. Yeah, I think that's going to happen, and that might be more detrimental to Spawn because I think he succeeds a lot more when he has, uh, not to make the Valorant pun, a pocket sage, if you will, uh, kind of sticking with him in lane. If he roams a little too much, left on his own, might even be more detrimental. So bot lane's where my question mark is, but Rose Thorn uh, is is very good, and I hope to once, at some point, to see him get pulled up to one of these mainstay NACL orgs and actually have good players built around, like great players built around him. Yeah, and and when I have a critical is... interjection. Oh, go ahead. Slayer, 
you're you have to go to Valorant to make a reference to Pocket Sage when we have Yumi, Lulu, <laughs> I, Milio. Listen, man, it was the first <laughs> thing to my brain. All right, I just I just went yes. for it. You're right though, you Narco. You're right. You should be scolding me, but I, that's the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> yeah, and well, and the other thing about Spawn, right, is like he has when he's looked his best, it's been with supports like JJ and Diamond, like guys who have been around yeah. for forever, who are super experienced. Uh, NXI is the opposite of that, so that's kind of where I'm coming at there. But that's enough about. Uh, Old. Just a quick thing before we move on. I'm I'm so sad that NXI has to roll swap, by the way. Like, I feel he was one of the junglers that looked so promising, but obviously anyone that plays with CLG Faith could have looked as bad as what happened over there. So the fact that he's now forced to roll swap kind of leaves me with a bad taste in mouth. I think that he had such a uh, potential to prove himself in the jungle, but I guess it's what happens when there's... Like, when one bad split, one horrendous split actually comes through and then... It's difficult to recover from there. Yeah, a lot of jungle turnover this last offseason. I mean, it surprises me to not see Yukino here as well. Um, right. It surprises me not to see XU here as well. Mm. Like, we're, we're missing well, a lot of very talented me. junglers this split. Well, Chad is going to compete in a mature, right? Yeah, but that's not a name Chad. that I said. Uh. No, 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 but I mean, like, <laughs> uh, the, the, point, the point I was uh, I wanted to bring was, Chad is in amateur. That means that maybe one of them is in amateur. I hope so too. Yeah. I really hope that. I mean, XU made one of the most explicit tweets where he was just like, "Damn, I might have to get a real job now." Uh, I hope he doesn't have to, or I hope he gets a real job where he can still play amateur. That's um, why I think XU is developing so nicely, and um, I'm going to be really sad if we lose him. Yukino is or like still in high school. I'm pretty sure. So Yukino has some time uh, to like go play collegiate and and figure it out from there if he must. Well, actually, could actually just join, just join uh, Maryville. Be good. Odd Orange is getting up there in years. I don't know. I think <laughs> the only I remember we talked about this at around qualifiers time. The only player in Maryville who's close to graduating is Niles, right? Nyarko, you're my Maryville expert here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. And by close, I mean like this upcoming semester or whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Well, with that, we can we can move on here. Uh, up next, we have got Team Liquid Challengers, and this is my first place team. Yeah, baby, Team Liquid on top, first place team. That is as shocking as the sunrise. <laughs> um, I have them too. I I am. This is I, I like this roster a lot. I have them at three, but I think I've noted it before. I think that any of these placements are justifiable. And that's the way that I'm uh, trying to defend myself because I see <laughs> Bonfire's facial reaction to be putting them all the way down in the bronze medal position. Oh my. And I close it out with a first as well. And it's pretty, I think you guys knew it was pretty obvious that I was going to go first with this team. It's not, not wild card first I, for you, TDS. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, the team I repped since spring, it's going to be my number one. I, I put them first as well in spring if I'm not wrong, so... I'm well, rooting for them worse, once again. And can't I get worse than the ninth, right? <laughs> yeah, true. Well, that true, was in the regular true. season. They finished third if you count the playoffs. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I was. That's actually my argument is they only got better as time progressed. They started pretty horribly, and then they. I actually, I don't. I, I don't. I can't really talk in the regular season. I don't remember how the regular season played out. But they finished ninth, and then they had a really great playoffs, and they look like they're gelling well together, the whole squad. Um, 
yeah, it's it's a good team. I, I don't know what to, I don't know what else to say. I, I'm Bradley's incredible. I'm actually surprised he didn't get picked up to be on any rosters in the LCS. Um, Mir, Appa, uh, um, and Arrow all did really good, um, including uh, I could be wrong. Did Appa not win the Mir uh, won the Mir most won it. Mir prospect. Won. Mirror one most valuable prospect. Like this team is just like teeming with talent, and uh, they've got a great system. I think they have the best coach in the league by far. Um, like this team is 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 pretty unbelievable in my so, eyes. So I hate to ask this question and sound like uh, oh boy, like a like a um, what's the word? I guess noob is the gamer term. It's APA, right? It's, it's APA. APA. It's APA, uh, yeah. but it's fun to say APA. I, it is, TDS yeah, does it the is same fun thing. Say, uh, yeah. Is it MIR or is yeah, it it's for me. It's Mir. It's Mir. <laughs> okay. um, I'll just quickly get my point out of the way quick, quickly because I want to leave the stage for more of the, the TL supporters because we have two big ones here. I guess one already talked. But uh, my logic here is uh, kind of similar to Nar Narco is I think that they could finish first as well. Uh, that's kind of like the consensus with the top four, I feel like, in a way. But... Uh, my logic here is that um, you could argue that they have the top player in four positions. So you're going to go off that logic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for, for me, it would be like you, you could argue Bradley's one. Most people consider Bradley one. Amir um, is coming off just being crowned number one and arguably as a prospect and could be in the jungle. Uh, I'm also now converting to the, the Church of APA, the TDS preached very long time ago, along with Nyarko. Uh, so uh, he is my one. Uh, and then Arrow, I, I also, I know Arrow got a shot in the LCS. I feel like the guy deserves another one. I mean, come on. He's, he just feels like too much of a stud down here at this point for me. So that's my logic for them being two. The only thing keeping me from putting them one is the uh, the... the Rescue NA propaganda I already pushed. <laughs> the godly <laughs> proposition of <laughs> Yeah. I do think, yeah, I, I agree with the points that have been made here. I think I think it's really easy for us as people who are super ingrained in the amateur scene and, you know, watched these players before NACL and, you know, watched NACL qualifiers and Proving Grounds qualifiers before it. Uh, it's easy to get mixed up, especially with all the new uh, formerly amateur talent coming into the NACL. Um, but APA and Kim Down were rookies last split, right? They're coming into their second split. Um, APA and Kim Down both, I think, both grew a lot over the course of the split itself. Like, from start to finish, they got really recognizably better, uh, especially APA, but I think Kim Down too. Um, so I I'm excited to see them take the next step up. Yeah, I think Mir is still... Mir and Arrow feel like cheating. Uh, the former LCK players right. that they are um, are both still very, very good, uh, and I think are you know explicitly there to to back up the the main team. I'm still surprised Mir didn't get the start over Pioshik for LCS. Um, and yeah, he might. That still might be on the table. Uh, and then I yeah, I mean my I the fact that my biggest question mark is Bradley is why you know this team has to be first right because Bradley's been so good in the past and in 2022 he's a little bit more hit and miss in spring for me uh, you know especially I think that's that Golden Guardian series where he got a bit clapped by concept that does not inspire a lot of confidence in me. Um, but if Bradley like returns to that 2022 form, if he finds an excuse to play gangplank every game, um, you know, I, I, and I have so much faith in him. Uh, I'm really excited, uh, for this team to split. And if, if Bradley returns to form, I think they win it easy. I think they're the best team by a lot at that point. I think they're close if Bradley retains the form from spring. Yeah. I already said that teams that have the cohesion are going to be 
looking quite good for me. That's why I had Flyc so high up. And then obviously this was going to be the team that I would rep even harder than any other team. Obviously, it's a team that has a lot of good pieces. I agree. There's players that you could contest. It's at the minimum top three, at the highest top one in some of the positions. So it's really good to see coming in from them. And I think importantly as well, one crucial thing for me to also keep them up as the number one, it's the fact that the meta has this, hasn't changed as much to try and push away from what they played. They were a really strong team around playing through objectives with bot lane control and then, and then top lane going with them. The fact that the meta is essentially almost the same because dragons are still important, objectives are still important, and you're playing with your main carries almost always means that they are essentially going to not only keep their same similar playstyle, but with a higher amount of experience. And then the main thing that I always bring forward Mid lane is crucial. You have the best mid lane in the league. I think you should be set to be able to win. There's no more Diplex, no more insanity to try and gatekeep my boy APA. He's going to perform and he's going to be number one this split. I, um, just quickly, uh, Nurko, did, did you have a chance to speak it or no? Not yet. I don't really have much to say, though, actually. Um, the one thing I will note is that I don't actually disagree with many of the points being made here. The reason why I have them at third is that I have kind of a yes, but response, uh, and then I talk about other teams. So given the fact that I've already talked about FlyQuest in Disguised and just the momentum that they have, be it from the fans, be it from the fact that uh, Disguised has gotten a roster that frankly represented the team that took down TL to a degree in the last split. And then fly is a team that I have my whole backing behind just by virtue of loving their roster and believing that they have an incredible ceiling that we have yet to see so far. That's why I have TL at third, but it really is such a uh, smackdown for the top of this. So I'm very happy to see people putting them at one or two. Okay. I, I wanted to say before we move off of team liquid challengers, um, we, we probably should, I don't even know if we have to mention it, but I, I Bradley, we talked a little bit about Bradley. Um, his mother just got diagnosed with cancer. He posted about it on Twitter. So if anybody wants to donate to him, it's on his Twitter page. I just feel like it would be remiss. We talk about the whole, you know, league to not mention somebody going through something and, you know, provide an outlet mm -hmm. to donate. So the GoFundMe is on his Twitter page if you want to donate. And obviously we're all wishing him, you know, the best of luck. It's cancer. So it's a real bastard. So best of luck, Bradley. Yeah, That's, absolutely. Uh, I did. I I want to quickly double on that just for in case people uh, struggle to find his page. It's it's at Bradley with three Y's lol. So at Bradley lol. If you are struggling to find it, because that's a very very amazing point to make there, Bonfire. Absolutely. And with that, let's move on to wild card here. Our last team, the W Boys. Uh, I have this team at fifth. Ooh. Um, I have the Mets. Oh, did you say who's on the team yet? Oh no, good call, good call. I didn't say it for Team Liquid either, but everyone knows who's on Team Liquid. It's uh, and I'm gonna flash it up on screen. The, the viewers at home, they don't have to worry about it. But Wildcard is Zamudo, Keel, Soligo, Lens, and Isles. I have them at uh seventh. I also have them at seventh. Ooh, Slayer. <laughs> Ooh, bonfire. <laughs> you see, I was a little bit worried about the uh, bonfire ooh because I also have wildcard at fifth alongside Gordo. Okay. Ooh, TDS. Hey, Tiebreaker. Yeah, I think. Tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm, but I'm the one that is a bit against you guys. I have them below at eight. 
Ooh. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. All right. And I... and quick note before I forget to say it. It has been reported by the Pokemon, who, by the way, is the source for all of these rosters, because half these teams haven't announced yet, um, that uh, Duo King will be starting for the beginning as Isles is having some visa troubles. It wouldn't be a preseason primer without a visa (laughs) trouble update. Um, I'm kind of curious with this thing, though. Is Duo King still part of the roster? Yeah, he's he's still part of the roster. Yeah, I guess he's a sub now. I guess he's behind aisles or or he just agreed to come back for like a week because he doesn't have another nacl team who knows yep um i'll just lead off i don't have high hopes for this team as a whole um i just i don't i think out of all the teams in the lower part like for some of them it was kind of like well they could be really bad but they could you know find their way into the mid table i feel pretty confident that this is a seventh place team um I, I the only thing stopping them in my eyes from really falling below that is i'm a saligo believer i think saligo is a great player and i think that he's going to be a bright spot on this team and when isles does officially come back i think it's hard not to be an isles believer as well um and so both of those players i think are really strong parts of this team and um you know have experience on the big upper stage and i think they can keep this team from the drop but i think that they're low two just you know narco you want to go first you haven't gone first in a long time you want to talk up this team before i get into it sure i'll take over that role i think that while wildcard is a team that i have already said on this podcast kind of got exposed as the season went on by the virtue of people figuring them out the roster changes that we see are either side grades in a way that helps stabilize the roster or in a way kind of an upgrade particularly in the support role i think that isles like you said bonfire is someone to believe in someone to be a fan of for me the reason why wildcard makes it all the way to the fifth spot is not necessarily because i think they're insane in any one of these roles it's rather that they shore up weaknesses and concerns that i have from the teams under them Merrillville, I think, is, like I said before, kind of a gatekeeper of the lower bracket in a way in that we know the most about how they play. And therefore, I would say that their overarching strength is the thing to start comparing some of these other teams against. AoE, I think, is slightly below Merrillville. TFT is slightly above Merrillville. And Wildcard, in my opinion, is above TFT because they are more stable than Team Finish Taco's roster is. Therefore, I really have no choice but to slot them in right behind Fear. And you could say that this is an indictment about like the weaker bottom half of the NACL as a whole. But honestly, I think that this is still a pretty competitive grouping of people. And similar to how I have one, two, three as pretty granular and pretty able to jump upon one another. I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these higher contenders of the very bottom of the bracket um, do something against wildcard. It's just a question of how will people be able to figure them out this time? And how is wildcard going to read the meta particularly because they don't have that. Well, frankly, wildcard in the form of moose hater top, which I feel really pulled discussion away from some of these other very stable lanes. I really like solely go. I'm happy to, see them here uh keel as well as kind of a mid jungle duo did a lot and i think that now they are going to be the ones thrust in the spotlight now that we don't have moose hater topside grabbing that garen grabbing that allowing stuff like that yeah so i think i and it's weird because i'm gonna sound like i'm coming down on the team even though i have them at fifth um 
it's very interesting because I I see this team. It's funny that they keep uh they keep mirroring uh fear as as their NACL journeys continue. They're they're kind of uh they have that duality about them. Um, because you know they were the two teams that surprised us out of amateur last split, uh, and were actually able to be competitive and move up the standings. And they both end up replacing the same roles, which is top and support coming into this split. Um, but whereas I think fear really cements what they had uh, been going for, where they you know really expected consistency out of their top and support roles. I think wildcard really relied on the like flexibility and explosiveness from those positions, uh, and that's why I worry when I see them getting replaced. Right, I think Moose Hater and Duo King's tendencies to play very off meta, very off the wall picks uh, was a big part of this team's identity. Um, and that's what concerns me, right? You know, like, Moose Hater was the Garen guy, the Zack guy, Duo King was the Blitzcrank Zyra guy, and there's no way that's who Isles and Zamudo are going to be. Now, I am very hyped for the players, right? I do think, like, pound for pound, these can individually be upgrades. I think Isles has looked very good. You know, I used to classify him right alongside Ayla, when the two were playing together, you know, they're both Osh players. They both came over about the same time. They were both on high-level Osh teams before Academy, and they were both very good in Academy. Um, and then Ayla, you know, got to sub in for Core JJ and go on this crazy route, whereas Isles got one series in playoffs on a collapsing Cloud9 and then was blacklisted. So, you know, they took very different routes from there. But I'm hyped for Isles and Zamudo. I mean, I'm a big Zamudo believer. For those who have only gotten into NACL this year, this guy just turned 19. He was a, a big pop-out player uh, in 2022 when he broke out with the non-NACL version of AOE. Uh, and then he just spent that last split uh, playing in Korea, living with LS. So he is coming in fresh off uh, a few months of Korean solo queue. I'm I'm very high on this guy. I think he's going to be great. He has the LS seal of approval, essentially. He does. So he does. Guys, I mean, last yeah, top laner in NA to get that seal of approval true. was Fudge. I'm just saying. Exactly. So I, I it's funny because I have the same like the same reasoning for why I put uh, wildcard in this spot. It's the one that you're using order. Like on paper, they changed players and made the roster a bit more balanced. Like this stabilizes the roster a bit more because now they don't depend on the wacky stuff to have a, a, the roster play around that. The thing is, I think that that was Wildcard's way of playing, the wacky stuff. And now without the wacky stuff, how do they actually go forward? And it's why I I had the, the five between six, seven, and eight, because I think that these three teams could be really similar in a lot of instances, but also that there's things that differentiate them in how I would like to put them above each other. I think that depending on how much the wacky was important for Wildcard, it's what's scaring me. I think Isles and Samudo should be better players, but if the team doesn't play around that factor better, then I'm not sure how it's going to perform. And I also still have my doubts on Samudo, not because I don't think that he can be a really good player, but because he was once played out of play. So now he's coming back to competitive without, he didn't have that much experience anyway. So now you took away that from him, from the fact that he didn't play last play, and he's going to come back up. Maybe he has some grievances, maybe not, but that's also another factor that I'm looking at. But I wouldn't be surprised if they go above eight. It's just that I'm not sure how much it really was depending on that wacky stuff sometimes. Fair enough, fair enough. 
Um, There's only me left up to... I, I yeah, man, go, go ahead and say your piece if you got it, Slayer. I, I, I mean, I don't have much here, unfortunately, to close it out because um, a lot of these points have already been made. <clears throat> I will say the logic for me putting them up to 7th above a team like Team Fish Taco is kind of going back to what we talked about with um, Saligo. I, I am definitely in the Saligo camp. I actually, in fact, had wildcard above EG Challengers before I heard the... Uh, the good old-fashioned uh, I have EG Challenger 6. I, I know that's been a while ago since we wrote that down. I almost had them up one above uh, because until I heard the the detrimental visa issue, the, the two words that you never want to hear around NACL. So I was really hot Isles as well. I actually I th- think he you know he was the, the big boy compared to Saligo. I look at on the team like that I wanted to pop off, but now your visa issues, I'm like, all right, got to bump them down one spot. So... I thought Saligo and Isles could have carried them very far. I think Saligo is, is going to be a very big piece towards this team. And, the, and I do think when you stack up, how do I feel against your best player being a jungler versus best player being a mid? You can see through my rankings. I really have Rose Thorn with Team Fish Taco. It's one spot behind Wildcard because Wildcard's best player is Saligo. So that's kind of where my logic's at. I do want to see if the uh, LS stamp of approval has a, a two for two kind of success rate around North America to see how Zamudo performs. Because if, if, if he goes from backing fudge coming into NA to coach, getting booted out and whatever weirdness that was, and then going, all right, here, Hey, NA, here, take my next product from Korea. I, I mean, what, I mean, what, what as a, or could you say to not bring this guy back? Cause at this point he's I, just kind of cultivating elite talent i just hope it does because i hope he just keeps pumping them out because uh right? tenacity <laughs> and griffin are going over there this split um so you know if, if like if griffin comes back and now he's our new turbocharged next upcoming jungler right like let's uh, I, I don't want ls to have a coaching job then just keep sending keep your boot camp yeah. going ls we're just gonna keep sending every na teenager that comes up your way uh, yeah fortunately i think ls did say he's never gonna coach again right so i think he said that before he took the cloud nine job too to be fair yeah, oh but... god that was a disaster oh, well. either way i hope for the best i hope that uh i hope that that works out um and i really do believe in zamudo so that's all of our power rankings so our i just went and sorted the google sheet so this means our collective power rankings in this oh, order boy. are team liquid challengers at first Disguised at second, Fly Challengers at third, Cincinnati Fear at fourth, Evil Geniuses at fifth, Wildcard at sixth, uh, a tie for seventh, eighth between AoE and Maryville. Uh, ninth is Team Fish Taco, and tenth is Supernova at 9.6 average positioning. That is a rough one. Yeah. Interesting. That all makes sense. It, well, I, I will say some of my hot takes get washed away in that, but I will so hold on Narcos. to them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess we all just—I mean, that's what—that's what averages are for, I suppose. Yeah. We'll see if the average consensus ends up being what was most correct. I guess we never really did that last split. We yeah, never compared the average rankings mm. to where we ended up. Maybe we should have done I think, that. I think oh well. No, be, note for future episodes. Note for this season. I think we did. But it, it was like really abysmal when in, in, when in hindsight in hindsight it was really bad. It's too yeah. embarrassing. We couldn't show thinking, it on stream. Thinking back to our, our our takes from that last primer, they had to have been ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to bring forward quickly that we had CLG first above wildcard fly uh, fly first. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. 
Wait, we well, had okay, CLG uh, first? Wait, CLG. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I missed oh, okay. it. Okay. I was like, we had CLG first? There's no way. In our defense, in our defense, in our defense, we had no idea of how good the non, you know, committed teams were going to be. Well, yeah. Like, we were just like, our, a lot of our, if I listened back to it recently, a lot of our points were like, well, they're in the CLG, you know, thing. Maybe they'll get some more support. They were just like kicked to the curb. <laughs> well, if yeah. you see what happened with CLG, makes sense how it turned out. So Yeah, I guess that's true. Right, a suppose. two shot at CLG already in one episode. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that one. All right. <laughs> I'm proud of us, boys, because we've kept this yeah. under two hours. We've trimmed off Woo! quite a fair bit. We kept it at just about 10 minutes a team. Uh, ends up going to, yeah, just a little over 100 minutes there. So, well done, everybody. Thank you all for hopping on for another preseason episode. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening. Hope you've enjoyed our new video format. If you're listening on Spotify, come check out our uh, our YouTube. We've got uh, our beautiful faces on here now, some of those beautiful new assets. Uh, and we're going to keep using that throughout the season. Um, got some other visual aids coming up there. Got some other fun stuff in store. So make sure to check out the NACL when it kicks off on Saturday and check out this show as we're going to start dropping weekly episodes again as we get into the season. Well, even though things are taking a little bit of a downturn, going to be a real fun season to keep supporting that NA talent and keep tracking this league. So thank you all again for tuning in. And uh, TDS, it looks like you have something you want to say to everybody. Yeah, and in case LCS gets canceled, we may be your only source of actual content after a certain while, so you should come and check it out. I mean, we're well on the way to being the only NATSM, so that's something. Uh, we are, we're the only TSM in the NACL, at the very least, so yeah. we've got that going for us. But that is going to do it for the episode, as I've already said, so take it easy, everybody, and we will see you next time.